0: Final Fantasy
1: VII Remake has since come out since we last recorded, but I wanted to get Ooh. a little bit into something else first. Last week, we talked a lot about the quarantine games that we were all playing, and one of the titles I think we failed to mention was GTFO, which brings me to my oh, cold yeah. open topic for the day, game difficulty. Everything is too hard, and I'm a wuss. Discuss, Dude,
2: I don't oh my God. Fucking, <laughs> all right, so Chris, you've been playing you've been playing Doom Eternal, right? yeah. Fuck it's that. so hard. That game, <laughs> that game is
0: so good. It is incredible.
2: Yeah. But fuck, dude. It's so hard. I don't know how far you are into it.
0: A level five or four? Right, okay, so that, I'm, That's I'm, around the... I'm I like would two say where... levels
2: from the end, I think ish okay so there's this one character this might be light 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 spoilers for people but there's this one character is it a demon the marauder <laughs> yes it's a guy yeah. that he has a shotgun a shield and an he can axe. spawn a uh and he can spawn a dog yeah and so he a ghost Jeez. demon dog so if you get if you get too close to him he shoots you with a shotgun and you you get bounced away if you shoot at yeah. him he brings up a shield instantly and blocks it if you get too far away he throws an axe at you and if you get really far away, he spawns a dog to come after you that is faster than you and will hurt you. You think the axe would be the close range tool? <laughs> You think so.
1: You have to, like, dodge and parry him in the same way you would fighting, like, a Dark Souls boss. Yeah.
2: So the way it works
1: is what? Yeah. you
2: have, it's
0: to, you have yeah. to
2: maintain the perfect medium distance, which they don't telegraph at all. And then he will go to attack you with his axe but not throw it, and then yeah. his eyes glow green, and that's the only time you can do any damage to him. So you have to maintain perfect medium distance, wait for <laughs> him to attack, and then attack him, and then he'll get staggered for a second, and then continue
0: running away.
1: And this is a character that becomes a regular enemy. He's yeah. not like a boss. Like, so they'll that's, throw multiple
0: yeah, at you. Well, that's like everything it. I've fought so far. is like, oh, now there's ten of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. is like
2: the first time you fight him, there's no other real enemies, and it's like, it's hard. And then later on in the game, they're just like, Here's two of them plus two of everything else. You fought this game. You're just like, fuck. You know what I hate off, so dude, far? Those <laughs> snakes. Yeah, are the fucking with the things on the tip of their so tails and the or... Or whatever they're called.
0: Yeah, I fucking hate those, dude. I texted Randall after I did the first Slayer oh, yeah. challenge, and I was like, "Am I supposed to use all my extra lives doing that? Like, <laughs> have this no is ammo. So fucking hard. Yeah, there was a one Slayer gate that had a
2: Marauder plus other enemies in it. Yeah, and I did it, and I went into it with four extra lives. And the thing about the extra lives is that when you run out and respawn, you don't have the extra lives again, even if you had them when you yeah. got the checkpoint. Yeah. So I went into the yeah. Slayer Gate with four extra lives and died right before <laughs> I killed the Marauder. And then Ugh. I respawned and they're like, Okay, time to do the Slayer Gate again with one life this time. And there's
1: beefed up Marauders later on in the game too. Oh, that are yeah. She's uh so fucker. like you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this philosophy, but if you look at games from the arcade era, they were very hard because more often than not they were designed to eat quarters. Right. And then yeah, I think things became more accessible in like the mid to late 90s and then especially in the 2000s when games broke off to being like a much bigger more widely accepted hobby and now it's like we have all been playing games like most of our lives if not all our lives and it's like I'm struggling to get through most single player games on normal (laughs) And I'm not, like, I don't think I'm that bad at games, but, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just becoming more impatient when I get older. My reflexes are worse or, like... No, that's bullshit,
2: dude. I, <laughs> I tested this theory a little bit because, like, I'm a big Halo fan, right? Yeah. I beat Halo 1... Mm. 20 some odd times.
0: <laughs> I've used to play through up. those on Legendary. Yeah. 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 Well, Halo 1 is the hardest. Of, yeah.
2: Yeah, it is the hardest. And of Leaps those. Leaps and bounds
0: harder than the rest then, of yeah. them. Yeah.
2: Of those 20 times that I've beaten Halo 1, I would say probably like 10 ish times that are on Legendary. And I was like, dude, maybe I'm just fucking bad all at it. Right, all right, all well,
0: right, humble brat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no. I was like, maybe I'm just bad at video games now. So or, that, yeah, this will spin into him make fun of himself yeah, in a second. Zoom on easy is as hard as as Halo 1 on Legend which is the hardest of
1: the Halo. the best is the descriptors for the oh, difficulty yeah. things and they're just like normal is like you play a lot of games right and it's like that's normal all and-
0: of them end in it's hard don't worry you'll have to die a lot literally every single one of them has that like description I'm still on normal but I'm really thinking about <laughs> I'm, to- I'm on, yeah.
2: I'm, I got Randy's copy and started it on Xbox and like that game is not designed for controller it is designed for mouse and keyboard.
1: Which sucks because the 2016 Doom seemed much more accommodating to whatever playstyle that you preferred. This seems
0: if I think if you have like a couple of preferential weapons, it's not too bad. Like I've been doing okay. Sure. I can see where some of the platforming is a little bit annoying. Like
1: some of the specific weak points, you have to like claw the controller when you're jumping and stuff in midair, but
0: yes. I would love to have my side mouse be the dash instead of whatever <laughs> yeah, controller exactly. is. Like that yeah. would be great. I cool, mean, there's a lot like...
1: of mechanics in that game, they just keep throwing more and more. Buttons and keys that you I
0: messaged you about that too. I was like, am I supposed to get an alert every 10 minutes? It's like, here's another system with 15 more options. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they'll keep doing that to like three quarters of the way through the game. It's kind of wild. I just
2: got a new thing to do, and I'm two levels from the end. (laughs) You ever, to you
1: ever? Do you guys ever get overrun by enemies? and Then just like mash everything. You're like, what's cooling down right now? I don't know. Grenade, blood punch. D- d-. But yeah, yeah. I, one of our
2: friends, one of our friends has been playing Dark Souls three, and he's been streaming it. Yeah. And I was watching him play, and I was like, man, I hate this game because it like it made everybody be like, well, I guess everybody wants difficult games, but like. I don't think people who make hard games
0: understand why Dark Souls is hard
2: and why it's good.
0: Right, yeah. 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 Dark Souls 3 has creeped its way into my top 10 favorite video games of all time the last time I played it. Nice. Like, it's a masterpiece, not because it's hard. The hard mechanic in that game is, like, what I think people latch onto, but it's like you know what I really love about Mario? The suspenders. It's like well yeah the game, you couldn't have the game without it because picture him in any other outfit that's stupid. Yeah exactly. But it's like that's not what makes the fucking game like what makes that game is like it's a true RPG. Well
1: that's what's funny about games that get really hard. It seems like you're pushing people out from engaging with your world like it's.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And and don't
1: get me wrong I like a good challenge sometimes but like there are a lot of games that are especially like shooters like Doom and Wolfenstein that play with the idea of being an overpowered god, the and Doom, then you feel like the weakest person ever. <laughs>
2: Doom 2016 ended as hard as Doom Eternal starts. Yes. Which I guess yeah. is like, it's the sequel, so now Doom guy's gotta deal with more shit, but like, come on dude. My it's poor been, roommate is struggling with that game right now. It's been four fucking years, let me <laughs> let me catch back up. Like,
1: he doesn't play a whole lot of shooters, and he's just like, this game looks fun, this is cool, and, like, and then like just you, yeah. gets his
2: ass kicked, Like, and he's like what am
1: I doing wrong?
2: <laughs> and then you have the Wolfenstein, Doom style the id difficulty levels where they're like it's not called easy it's called like I'm a big fucking baby idiot like fuck off dude don't name it that name it I'm an adult with shit to do and I don't have two hours to die over and over on the same oh, we need to.
1: we need to design a game and just like easy is just I'm an adult with shit to do <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, yeah, the hardest one is, like, I'm unemployed. Is like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> you can tell we all miss each other with a 10-minute call. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, how is it going, you guys? This is Hot Button. I'm Randall Beatrice here with Austin Blakeslee Yo. and Chris Anantuano. It's me. <laughs> just gonna get more and more defeated like as the series goes along. (laughs) And today I'm going to do an episode for my brother who doesn't listen to this show (laughs) and talk about what is probably one of the most disappointing games of all time. A reboot that was received so poorly that it not only destroyed the future of a once historical franchise but also led to the shutdown of a studio that many to this day still refer to as being essential in the industry's rise to what it is today. So let's recall together the distant year of 2013, an otherwise amazing 12 months for gaming when company has tried to bring their beloved city-building simulation series that put them on the map, SimCity, back into the limelight again. Except this go-around, it was to be a massive social experience the likes of which the team had never attempted before, a complete reimagining and first new installment in over a decade that would shamelessly share its name with the much-celebrated original in a way to attract old-school fans as well as a whole new audience. Well, what went wrong? Almost everything, really. A shallow concept, aggressive DRM, and endless technical problems ranging from total service outages to lost save data. The game is essentially only remembered today as a black mark on the IP and a list of cautionary what-not-to-dos for other developers to adhere to for future generations to come. But prior to getting into the details of all that, what do you say we do a brief run-through of one of my favorite studios growing up and what led them to here... And to this, I also say brief because you so can. What
0: do you say? I say no.
1: You could practically do like an entire multi-parter on just these guys alone.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah,
1: Max's was of course founded by one Will Wright in 1987. Hello, I'm Will Wright.
0: <laughs> My spores. <laughs> it's a master factory joke for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he is a man that I would go as far to say as being one of the first legendary game designers in terms of name power for me growing up in the mid '90s, especially outside of Japan. And if you were lucky enough to own a home computer back then,
2: did he put his name on shit like Sid Meier did? You know he no, he didn't. Did he? I don't think but, so. No. But
1: for whatever reason, like people really like grew to know him. Like, okay. yeah.
2: I was just trying to see if he was conceited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think so as far as I know. Like, I was digging out my old PC games while I was doing research for this, and I found my old SimCity box, mm-hmm. and it's like, his name's not even on the back. Like, it's, it's not like a Kojima situation, but... Mm.
2: For... Yeah, come at me Sid Meier and Hideo Kojima
1: <laughs> although Dr. Wright did uh, exist, and Sid Meier will come up in a second actually but he began his fabled career creating works for the Amiga and Commodore 64 including Sky Case and another game a 2D helicopter shoot em up called Raid on Bungling Bay the latter title becoming There's
0: definitely some racism in there <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> sure. becoming
1: the primary inspiration for City when Wright found himself enjoying the in-game level editor even more than the actual action based gameplay itself even the art style and interface would later become a staple in uh, SCs, like Simple Aesthetic. It then took over four years after this for him and his investor friend, Jeff Braun, whom he previously met at an industry pizza party, to develop and launch the first ever release of the Watershed Interactive City Planner to the public.
0: I'm just thinking, like, like we cover stories all the time about, like, it's fucking insane, this guy ripped a line of coke off of this dude's penis, So like, this guy over here is, like, crashing a car or something. It's like, you know, Will Wright met his friend at a pizza party. <laughs> They're off to make some Maxis games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so wholesome, especially for the 80s. Like, that had to have been Coke yeah, there somewhere, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, he was
2: doing lines of Coke in the Chuck E. Cheese bathroom with the guy that played Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it turns out pizza party's an acronym for, like, prostitute. Something with an I. <laughs> oh, I want you to pizza find party. find
2: drugs that begin with Z <laughs> <laughs>
0: before we
2: continue. So loved. Uh, I'm (laughs) Yeah, Zoloft and Zirtek. You know those parties Yeah, where you're just all mellowed out and your nose is clear?
1: You work with what you have. (laughs) Uh, Despite the game being finished in 1985, the process of publishing what they had wasn't easy. Everyone at the top mostly just thought the game was too unusual. You couldn't win. You couldn't really lose. Nobody believed it was possible to market and to sell such a thing successfully. This is actually what led to the formation of Max's proper. That way... The pair could do what they wanted and make ports wherever they wished.
0: Also it's crazy. F- and a, f- a Fedora Incel would put that concept to the test again. <laughs> some twenty odd years Don't later. Talk about Notch like that. <laughs> Can you really make a game that has no goal whatsoever?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were actually talking about Notch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I you were just talking about Fedora Incel in the general sense.
1: <laughs> also, fun fact because we love names here. I think the initial title before they changed it was. Micropolis? Micropolis? Well, that would make sense, but I thought they were going for like a pun thing. Either way, I'm glad because SimCity well, like, is a. micro
2: penis? Is micro-penis a, a, a way better name. Pun. <laughs> All right, now I got to Photoshop the SimCity box art that says micro penis in the font. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, in 1989, the game wasn't just out there for the Commodore and Amiga, it was on Mac, the IBM PC, fucking DOS, which is the one I played, and all of these versions were overseen by the main man himself, which meant the quality was very consistent as well. Regardless of where you were getting it, SimCity was still fucking SimCity. And boy, was it a smash. It pretty much received near universal acclaim, winning tons and tons of industry awards. Sales were also high, and the following was dedicated. The newfound attention... Even attracted Nintendo overseas, leading to a partnership that would help create their own exclusive edition for the NES uh, a couple years later.
2: You remember the old days of video games where everybody was a nerd, and like you could have like a <laughs> smash hit that was a city builder or a civilization
0: simulator. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like, hey, there's guns in it and they have chainsaws on them. It was like, make sure your septic lines are
0: good, or there's gonna be issues. And everybody's like, fuck yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's very wholesome, you know? yeah. It's like ah, right, yeah, p- put a police station here, oh here comes a tornado, and now it's like don't turn out the difficulty pussy <laughs> <twice." laughs>
1: This reminds me before we move on, I gotta ask, did either of you guys have much experience or investment with this first run of SimCity or did I've
0: never played
1: SimCity. Really? None of you popped on later never. with the sequels, or did you Austin?
2: No. I played never. I played SimCity twenty thirteen oh, and God. I played City Skylines. I've played City Skyward. And I very briefly played the Nintendo version at a
0: friend's house of SimCity.
1: Okay, I I um, invested a lot of time it. into these games growing up. They
0: are cool ass games. Yeah, I just, it's weird because like they pretty much like stroke the same. Like, what a weird metaphor. They pretty <laughs> much stroke the same cock, I guess. <laughs> as, I uh, as the, the go- same itch, I think is what you were going for. <laughs> as like a real time strategy does. Like it's a similar like right, thing. Yeah. But I for some reason like city builders just don't hold my attention the same way. Well,
1: it's weird. These are pretty out of my wheelhouse as a little kid playing platformers. Like I enjoyed that SNES one quite a bit. And it was, like, radically different than any of the other games I owned on that console at the time. And it was funny because I probably had no idea what was going on for, like the first several hours and then just got hooked because yeah. like at that age you know any games that you have are what you're going to be dumping your time into to figure out now no, of course it's like the opposite of what we have now when we look at a 100,000 games on Game Pass oh, and you're just like to play. Yeah, and you're like eh, uh, and it's like
0: so fuck it I'll, it I'll play this shooty game <laughs> yeah, yeah we had all the
1: time in the world back then
0: now I have a question did you always have a hat with a propeller on top when you were a child because that's my picture <laughs> of your childhood every time you talk about it yeah you had a race car bed, too.
2: Uh,
1: I did have a race car bed. Yeah, that was, that's dope. It was, it was. It was a really cool race car bed. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: it is, yeah. Did it he match had your suspenders and divorce. your taped glasses? His divorce. was
2: <laughs> divorce. Yeah, the wife took the race car bed.
1: I wouldn't let her. Yeah. <laughs> So with all that success came game after game for the little group. You had Sim Earth, Sim Ant, which was dope. All culminating with the killer fucking follow-up
0: that was Sim City 2000. Yo, Sim Ant. Yeah, I fucking remember that. Sim Ant was I played awesome. Sim Ant. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome.
2: <laughs> Holy shit! That was kind of Just like a strategy that. war game. Like you know how the Roller Coaster Tycoon did the same thing, or like Tycoon. Uh, became I mean, a Roller thing? Co-
1: It's funny you mention Roller Coaster Tycoon because that is probably my favorite. Simulation game of all time. It's the best one. But there is not much to that story other than one awesome and insane individual built that game by himself in, in assembly? assembly. Yeah, yeah. Like... fuck that guy.
2: <laughs> Jump. <laughs> I played a lot of Lemonade Tycoon. What the hell is that? That's where you start a lemonade stand. Is that a flash game? No. Browser game. It was made by. It was made by. <laughs> uh, sounds like it it really does. I think.
0: Wait, who made it? EA. <laughs> you ever heard of them? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. <laughs>
2: Hold on. I got to look this up. Keep talking. All right,
1: all right. So the response to 2000 nearly, like, eclipsed the original. Like, they did it again. Then after this, there was Sim Farm, Sim Health, Sim Town, which was only okay. That one was, like, more at a younger demographic in mind.
0: Did you say health? Yeah. What the fuck is that? (laughs) It's like Sim Doctor.
1: I don't know. I didn't play that one. (laughs) Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think it was actually kind of like because one of these other ones they had Sim Park and there was another one called Sim Tunes and that was just kind of like Pro Tools sort of. I think Sim Health was kind of like a WebMD kind of program. I don't like before. <laughs> th- I don't know. Like I could be wrong. I don't know if it was like that much of a game.
0: For some oh. reason, I'm picturing, like, a top-down hospital, and you're just, like, placing beds. No, that would be like, pretty cool. Sim <laughs> like, Sim
1: Hospital would be, like, a way—that concept would so, make
2: more sense to me. Update on the whole Lemonade Tycoon situation, since you're all curious. Yeah.
0: That's a Beyoncé album. That's why you're confused. <laughs> yeah, it was developed
2: by Jamdat. <laughs> That's a great name. And published by bund remember them? For the nope. Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium. <laughs> and then what? Jam-
0: nowhere, nowhere close to EA and then jam-
2: that was later bought by EA and turned into no EA shit. Mobile Studios
0: oh well every every and turned into Respawn <laughs> everything like, you just the- said
1: is going to be very relevant to this there story
2: there you go <laughs> um, so it
0: was the Sim that's
2: the best Sim City game <laughs> shut <laughs> up limited tycoon
1: and I didn't even name every Sim game there was, was like a Sim
2: Copter s- did you say Sim Copter uh, no
1: we haven't gotten there yet okay. I was quite a fan of Sim Tower I thought that game was pretty cool it was like a 2D one more, yeah. yeah, tiny
0: 9 11 um, really put that franchise <laughs> in the grave. It. right? Uh, it's been a while, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't.
2: Just because there's a pandemic doesn't mean we can't make 9 11 jokes.
0: <laughs> but, right, oh, right, even <laughs> collaborated
1: fine. with Sid Meier of Civilization fame to make Sim Golf, it was Sim Fever for Max's. Well, almost. They also did that their 3D space cadet pinball in '95 for anyone. That unknown. was them. Yeah, that ever had access to Windows game. as a wee kid.
0: Yeah. That's Maxus's. I also game. missed a chance to make a Sim Meyer joke. Let's With- just do <laughs> that. <in there. laughs>
1: But yeah, if you had a Windows computer, like, oh man, that was the best way to burn so many hours while bored in front of a computer at home or in school. It was great. I
2: don't know. You ever played Bungdom? You ever played what? You ever played Paint? (laughs) Bungdom? Paint?
1: Oh, no, I never played much of Bungdom. I played the Hover. Bungdom? What?
2: As a butt joke. (laughs) Butt them. (laughs) Bungdom. I don't know.
1: Were you doing that instead of Minesweeper in solitaire? Minesweeper
2: fucking rules.
0: Yeah, but Chip's I'm,
1: challenge was the best.
0: I didn't learn how to play Minesweeper until I was in my 20s. Yeah, I didn't play.
2: I didn't learn how to play Minesweeper until I was in college and was allowed to have a computer with me in class. Really? Yeah, I swear to God. Okay. I always looked at the. I was like, this is just a grid. That's stupid. And then I had a laptop in college, and I was like, oh, this is dope. And that was the end of it.
1: I never learned how to play like Free Cell and Spider Solitaire. Free the Cell's other versions, great.
2: Of... Spider Solitaire also great.
1: Played a lot of regular Solitaire, but none of this other ones were two, but uh, the radio hot
2: tire can go to hell <laughs> It's all about free. and this, so en- this is so engaging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Keep talking about your city
0: simulator then. How's that?
1: Unfortunately, though, this high couldn't last forever. Following poor sales- like
0: those pizza party highs.
1: <laughs> following poor sales of titles like Austin SimCopter, The Streets of Sim City, which was their vehicular combat game, and an Indiana Jones game, as well as heavy financial losses-
0: Sim, Sim, <laughs>
1: As well as heavy financial losses from the acquisition of a fellow developer known as Cinematronics, the once prolific team had no choice <laughs> but to sell to the industry giant Electronic Arts by means of stock swap for $125 million in July of
2: 1997. That's pretty good. It won $25 Jeez. million? Yeah. Or yeah. making a game where you like make hospitals and shit that's pretty cool
0: <laughs> in the documentary scroll of this game like i picture like hit titles like sim city sim and all this stuff and then it's like but later years they started to go downhill like sim lamp sim paper are you just looking around your room and trying to- <laughs> No. Sim ben, Uh Sim Chair. Sim bed. Sim Desk. This
1: purchase, though, like wasn't actually all bad at first. In fact, it was quite the opposite for a while. Max's had their funding back and were able to work free of any creative intervention on SimCity's third and also hugely successful installment, SimCity 3000. All while Will would be hard at work on his most world-changing project yet. You know, a sleepy little release called the Sims. I
2: thought you
0: were going to say Spore. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Spore, too. You know, I was like, oh, we're not there yet.
1: <laughs> Launching in February of 2000, the Mock Life Simulator hit the market with an explosion, taking home Game of the Year prizes left and right and surpassing Myst as the top-selling PC game in
0: history. Jeez. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So I-, I asked before about- Sims is so stupid.
1: <laughs> I don't- okay, you literally. Got- I was literally about to feel like I asked about Sim Cities first iteration. What did y'all think of The Sims back in the day. Were you a part of the fandom then? I
0: guess not. <laughs> no. I do remember like classic trapping a whole family in a house, living out your sadistic dreams. <laughs> <mix with laughs> I know we uh, all but... have some
1: people pretty close to us that
2: sunk many of ours into those games. Isn't former guest and your girlfriend Melanie really
0: into the Sims? <laughs> oh yeah. You mean I was about to mention how yesterday she had a book of CDs and we were cleaning our bedroom and half of it was Sims 3 DLC <laughs> CDs? <laughs>
1: (laughs) 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 Me and us were just talking about this before we started recording, but I got pretty deep into Sims 1 because I actually controversial opinion here like as the sim series progressed it actually pushed me farther away because it got too interesting like it was too fantastical and weird and I liked it way more when it was just like intentionally boring like it was just like like watching your sim watch TV and see his happiness bar just like inch up Like, like just like this fucked up Escher painting like I was actually kind of into the entire idea like that's why I never got into simulation games much after the sims because it like kind of broke the veneer of playing a simulation game for me like uh, because it was like i had a lot of fun like making a sim and building a house and then it was like i was 10 years old when this game came out it leads you eventually to this fucking existential crisis of the fact that you're just like just a drone doing nothing in this game like like you just go to work and then you come home and eat dinner and you just pass out like it's Uh, it's the worst. But yeah, the more and more that they expanded on that concept, it got too crazy for me. It's like, now you can be a fairy and Get abducted by aliens and live on the moon. And there's like all this. And I was like, all right. If you're just going to make a game about all this like wish fulfillment, then I'm going to play an action game where I can be,
2: you know. Um, My <laughs> sister bought The Sims 1 at a Scholastic book fair. Nice. That's great. Uh, so I played that and then I didn't play a Sims again until I played two on the GameCube at a yes. friend's house. That Sims 2 three, is awesome on console. I played console. three on the 360 at a friend's house. And okay. then I bought Sims 4 like a year and a half ago on sale for like $5.
1: So I know you want to talk about Sims 4 later, but what's interesting, you bring up the GameCube version of Sims 2. And what's funny is like that game is, like the console and handheld ports of the Sims 2 are the only versions of those games where you get to control the character directly as a third person game. Which was a really fucking cool idea. I it, it, think yeah, it's that. very weird, and they never like dabbled in that again because I think there were kind of console ports of The Sims One, like busting out or whatever, and it just was like trying to play this PC game on controller and didn't really work. So when Sims Two came out, they made it so that you could actually go around and interact with everything, and like you like chose kind of like how the conversation aspect of it. It's like in third yeah. person, and and it was kind of cool. Like it had split screen. You played like a campaign together as like room mates and then um, very
0: interesting life simulator yeah i think i
1: think the ds one you like managed a hotel or something i know chelsea was telling me about it but what's weird is that when they made console versions of like the sims 3 and i think later the sims 4 they just went right back to trying to replicate the mouse and keyboard game like and and like and it didn't super work but like you know i don't know i feel like that series as it went along kind of lost It's, like, subtlety a bit. Like, the sly humor of, like, The Sims 1 was always, like... People still kind of quote mm-hmm. some of the flavor text in that game. my sock
2: drawer.
1: <laughs> what is the loading <laughs> thing? Is it articulating?
2: Articulating spline. Yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that where that series started was like one of the best boring games ever made. That I never really wanted to play another boring
0: game again. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got my fill.
1: I do acknowledge that most sim fans would probably say that two is the best one.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know that heard people heard a lot of like, good things about three. As yeah, well.
1: people like three. As well, I think it wasn't until four that even the most dedicated followers sort of fell off of that one. It's interesting, right. it seems
0: like seems like Sims and Halo have the almost exact same sort of <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four fan love. Yeah, Sims, sure, that I mean, Sims make, 5, watch out! <laughs> when they make
2: Sims 5, it's gonna be awful, and Cortana's gonna become a god, or whatever happened in that <laughs> bullshit ass game.
1: But I think it's pretty safe to say that we all know people who have Mm -hmm. went deep on this series. It's a
0: universally acclaimed game. Whether you were into it or not, every fucking body knows what The Sims is. And The Sims was also
1: like probably the most customization anyone ever saw in a video game at that time.
0: I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Cuz that's like customization is kind of like a feature of games now. Like You're right. Yeah. But now that's every also game kind of is the li- whole concept <laughs> of that game.
1: You can't fire up an RPG today without there being a million options of how to build your character <laughs> and yeah. it's wild. So everything we're saying this quickly led to EA seeing an even bigger ocean of money to swim in by more or less retooling the studio into a Sims division. <laughs>
0: Not EA.
1: <laughs> they were Expansion packs, stuff packs, sequels, ports, spin-offs, like the herbs, <laughs> the modding scene. The brand is still going mad strong today, totaling over 200 million copies sold worldwide across the franchise. And those numbers were last checked in 2016? Holy shit. Yeah. Electronic Arts still wanted to keep the city arm of the series in enthusiast's minds, though. Especially after The Sims did such an excellent job of bringing in a whole new plethora of people to the genre. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know what stuff people like? Aliens and living on the moon and stuff. (laughs) Remember when it was just buildings? (laughs) Do you think people would like that?
1: (laughs) Do you think The Sims would still have the same reach if it was just like, if the expansions beyond that first game was like, now you can have a garage. Like,
0: you know. <laughs> no, I don't. I yeah. don't think I'd have the same reach. <laughs> I don't either.
1: Only problem was that for their fourth entry for SimCity, I mean, they weren't going to have this signature person at the wheel anymore. See, Will was deep in development on the hugely ambitious a uh, next
0: world changing game.
1: <laughs> a now infamous product known for its lengthy troubled production and underwhelming release.
0: It's not underwhelming. Spore is a fucking charmer.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, did, uh, did you guys play that one back in 2008? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah? Back in 2008, as recently as three weeks ago, oh, I bet Mel that I could get from zero to the space stage in under five hours. <laughs> did you win? I got there in just around six hours. Oh. I got to the space
1: stage. <laughs> I mean, Spore was a wild thing. Like
0: It was fucking wild. It's charming. Yeah, it, it's incredibly fun.
1: It is. I feel like a lot of people say that Spore was like the SimCity 2013 before SimCity 2013, but that's harsh. Like, I knew the DRM was in there too, but...
0: I think just playing it for what it is years later as this kind of quirky shot in the dark of a creative experience, like yeah. aimed at something greater, but settling for something kind of like just, like, a charming take at that. I can't use that word enough, because I think that's the best word to fucking describe the game. It is definitely not amazing <laughs> by any means. I mean, it's do like, you think
1: it's, like, a No Man's Sky situation, where they just, like, dreamed a little too big? Because, like, the things it does well, it does very well. Like...
0: Yeah, I absolutely think they dreamed too big. And I think that, like, it also got stifled by its kind of cartoony quirkiness. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not that was a design choice or something they just... I think it was, because I think that falls in the rest. Realm of Will Wright and all that shit. But, like, the creation system is fucking incredible. Once you get to the space stage, those concepts are fucking. There's, like, literally thousands of fucking stars, and there's all sorts of cool shit you can do. It's just. It's <laughs> slow. It's, it's just like the sims it's more fun to play with cheats <laughs> right yeah but like i said I, I think for what it is like years later retrospectively it's probably much better than it is like you might be right like yeah. in history looking at it when it comes out the height
1: know? of sim cartooniness is simlish which we have spoken on this podcast
0: before <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I, when you were talking about sid myers because sid myers has the same sort of yeah yeah language we would always say in sid myers pirates when you challenge somebody to a duel, he goes and we would always just say it to (laughs) each other if we were about to fight, like we were my friends.
1: Chubon. I forget what the Sims say when they pick up the phone, but I remember me and my friends used to say that to each other back in the day when we answered the phone. I wish I could remember. But like, I was really excited for Spore. They released something called the Creature Creator, which was just the the yeah, tool to mold. Yeah, I that a lot. Yeah, I think it was like ten bucks, yeah. and it pre it was like a pre order kind of for the full game.
2: And Austin, you've so gone you've gone cool. this
1: long without making a joke about Dark Spore.
2: I was waiting for my chance. <laughs> Dark Spore, what? You never played Dark Spore? <laughs> no, what's that, that hit game, Dark Spore. <laughs> So, a little lesson on Spore spin-offs because people think that Spore was a failure, but oh boy, did EA try to turn it into a franchise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember there being some, like, nothing. Yeah. Person- I don't think Max has made Spore Dark Spore. They did. Did they? Yeah, there was
2: uh, Spore Creatures and Spore Hero Arena what for the DS. What the fuck? Will Arena Wright, could
1: have, I'm sure, had nothing to do with oh, these. Oh, Will Wright
2: had nothing to do with any of these. <laughs> did and you then, play any of in these? In 2011... A new breed of action RPG came out <laughs> called Dark Spore. Let me read a little clip from Wikipedia. Rated T Plot, for teen. A fast-paced science fiction action role-playing game in which the player battled across alien worlds to save the galaxy from the mutated forces of Dark Spore. <laughs> in addition to the creature editor, the game features a unique squad-based mechanic, various multiplayer options, and a player-versus-player player arena.
1: What the fuck, man? Did, did you play this? Did you try this?
2: Uh, Yeah. How was it? Bad... <laughs> You'll fucking play anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm starting to learn this. <laughs> You're starting to learn this?
1: <laughs> I only play what the controversial say- games.
0: Alright, Spore. Remember Spore? It's cool, it's quirky, aliens, yabba yaba. you know, you can make them funny. Now that, <laughs> plus sex, drugs, <laughs> violence. This is a box art.
2: Why does it look like that? Why does it look like Crisis? What the hell is? Because it's a new breed of action game, dude. (laughs) Why it
1: has like an enemy soldier wearing armor on the front? Like, can you still make like a penis with legs and have it like fight people online? Like, I
0: don't remember. No shit, this is a spinoff of Spore. All right, so. Fun. I remember this, this cover. This will yeah.
2: give, give you a little bit of hint for you see, music fans out there. <laughs> the soundtrack to Spore was written by Brian Eno. I don't know if you knew that. Wait, why don't Famous do I... producer. Yeah. Yeah. Electronic what? musician. Yeah, yeah. Ambient musician. V- what? The composer what the for the soundtrack on? to Dark Spore, Junkie XL. <laughs> yes, so,
1: composer for Mad Max Fury
2: Road. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, Batman vs Superman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Him and Hans Zimmer.
1: They tuned yeah, up. Yeah, the collabo. Yeah. You got to get both those great minds in there. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Isn't there a butthole cut of uh, Batman versus Superman? or am I not? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That's what the internet's craving for. They That's want called to see a Batman. movie
0: crossover joke of epic abortions, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
1: Uh, Anyway, to jump back a bit, SimCity 4 was finished without Mr. Wright or Doctor, I guess, if you played the SNES one, and was released back in 2003 to decent reviews and numbers. It wasn't bad by any means, but the formula was growing tired, and the jump to 3D wasn't connecting with the most passionate of fans. And frankly, the market just demanded more Sims. As a AAA publisher, why spend the resources on a moderate profit when you could do less R&D for more dollars elsewhere? Not that that is a slight at all in the quality of the Sims entries, it's just more that they were loads easier to monetize. And this is EA we're talking about here.
0: Why take a risk on anything (laughs) creative?
1: (laughs) Exactly. So with SimCity 4 not reaching the same levels of accomplishment that its predecessors did, along with Max's other newer, very expensive debut not clicking with gamers the way they wanted it to, it was time for those higher-ups to now step in with more hands-on approach to keep the team focused on what was working for them take a break from risks like chris said (laughs) please the ongoing sims users they're hungry, and monitor the space a little bit. This change in direction would then lead Will Wright to leave the company he proudly started in 2009, five years after The Sims 2's record-breaking drop onto shelves, and only one year after Spore's disappointing premiere. Which is funny, because technically the scores and even sales for that game were far from poor, like we mentioned, but the staying power was just not there. Not to mention the stream of negative feedback and publicity against Electronic Arts. A lot of that was around the DRM.
2: That's why Darkspore was so good. They got rid of that dead weight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, it looks like Postmax's right went on to become a member of the board of directors at Linden Lab, the makers of Second Life, which kind of makes sense, I guess, when you think about it. Sure. So honestly, there isn't too, too much else to report on with our timeline here for a while. That is until March 6th, 2012, where the true basis of the story today can really begin. Well, kind of. There were some concept art and trailer leaks before this. But at GDC 2012, an official reimagining was announced for Windows and Mac, simply titled SimCity.
0: Do you, like, tired and boring at EA? We do, too. (laughs) (laughs) EA then later that
1: summer unveiled the look of it all at E3 2012. They even had instructional demos for the press to see, and the response... It was crazy positive. The game was nominated in several Game Critic Awards categories, including Best of Show, before later understandably losing to The Last of Us. It did, however, still win eight other awards out of the 24 nominations it received overall, which is pretty impressive.
2: When's SimCity Part 2 coming out? Sure,
1: it's going to get real gritty like Dark Sport. Yeah. (laughs) Dark City. (laughs) Wait. Oh my god, Dark Sims. (laughs) Yeah, you play as a serial killer. (laughs) and uh, sites and forums were honestly alight with the announcement too. This once great household series took a 10 year nap and was back again to delight audiences with some meditative urban simulation. Like the timing felt right. The Sims had its time in the sun for a while. Generations had passed. It seems as if Electronic Arts wanted to do something for the fans, both old and potentially new. Even if our master creator wasn't back, the rest of the designers on staff were absolutely no strangers to the industry. The co-director was even lead on Blizzard's Diablo 3. Also a great launch. I'm kidding, but that game is dope. It's just... Had a rough start. Anyway, despite the limited setting of the showing, which I will get to why that bit them in the ass in a few minutes, everyone seemed super on board. Much of that was due to the presentation and the style of it alone, especially the visuals. The game's use of tilt-shift perspective combined with its depth-of-field blurring techniques and brighter color palette really made the graphics pop. It was charming. That's the Sims' like, you know...
2: Je ne sais quoi.
1: Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) (laughs) To, To Sim games.
2: The Austin Blake's pretension minute uh, i like that <laughs> brought to you by diet coke but
1: if, if you guys remember what this game looked like it almost yeah, made I'm it Looking a, at pictures right pictures yeah now. it almost made it it looks great. like appear like a tiny train set or something yeah like a, yeah it was fucking cool yeah. much of this being only possible through max's new simulation engine called Glassbox. this helped with everything from animations to more complex in-game dynamic systems such as water and traffic patterns even the ui was directly inspired by google maps and infographics These eye-catching methods weren't the only thing giving SimCity 2013 its personality either. The E3 gameplay trailers also showcased the title's insane use of sound as well. The game's audio is literally bound to the pulse of the simulation, meaning that all of the music and sound effects are fully synchronized to the beats of what the player is doing based on the state of it. If you zoomed out, you would hear the score more fully, zoom in, and certain elements of the track would be taken away. Hmm. The same would apply when adjusting the game's speed or how populated the zone was of what you were currently looking at. It was undeniably impressive, and the whole project appeared strangely high budget to a market mostly dominated by competitive PvP action games. The features at this point also seemed pretty user-friendly as well. The game was sure to include its signature staples, like uh, handling budgets and disasters, it would also have tons of transportation options and even support modding right out of the gate. Kind of a surprising addition, considering it's not just EA, but with the close nature of their origin yeah. platform. Which, uh, now you
0: don't have to play 10,000 games just to unlock the Darth Vader building. <laughs> you can just get a mod for it.
1: <laughs> which, if I haven't mentioned already, that it would be exclusive to. Not that that is shocking with anything of theirs Posts what? Battlefield 3? Like, when when was, like, Origins sort of...
2: Dark Spore was on Steam. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's how you're metric. Is it on Steam right now? Because I looked no. it up. Like, I'll, pay, I'll pay two bucks for it. They, they, they removed they, some games from they Steam. They removed put it, it from Steam when yeah. they made Origin, like, exclusive.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, they even killed it again later that summer at Gamescom. But... Because this is hot button and you already know that things are going to get fucked. What do you guys say we get into the very beginning of where all this good news and these ideas started to go sour? Let's
0: do it. Yeah. What is this, episode fucking divinity? <laughs> 53 minutes in and now you're just getting to the part where <laughs> beginning?
2: Yeah, we're just getting the tutorial over with now.
1: I had to set the foundation for you guys. Everything we saw publicly so far did look pretty cool but folks also had to get their hands on it. Find out for themselves if the high standards of the franchise would indeed be met. Two months after E3 in August, applicants were able to sign up for a closed beta in order to guinea pig certain aspects of an early build. This was also later the same version that was released for open beta in January and February of 2013, the following year, just weeks before its formal launch in March. I tried but did not get into that first demo. I did, however, get into the second, along with a 100,000 others, which are... Decent numbers for that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people like you, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, so here's sort of where the core of the product itself became a bit more apparent. It felt like its first beta was more or less just a simple stress test to prepare for server loads, which is normal and would be fine if A, it held, and B, if it wasn't for the fact that so, so much of the game's systems were strictly bound to its required social features and multiplayer. A connection was always needed and slyly implied In the original pitch, but it wasn't entirely explicit enough, nor did it strongly emphasize the demand, especially when you think about how all the previous entries in the series were primarily a solo experience. Here, it meant that it wouldn't even be functional without it. The writing on the wall only started to become clearer when you begin to take account of the actual design myself included. Upon getting into the second beta, the first notable thing that fans, and me, noticed was the severely reduced size of the working map you could construct within. That didn't super show in the E3 footage— But this, as well as the constrained lack of finite resources available in each designated pre-built zone you could choose from, it was super weird and claustrophobic. Like, even your city itself was walled in inside of the spot you picked, surrounded by empty space, connected only by one preset highway entrance and exit. This with other necessary supplies cut off. So in order to maintain a stable in-game society, you would need to either play multiple areas and juggle the economics between them yourself, or take advantage of the online component by constant communication with friends or strangers in running neighboring districts. The game was essentially a community simulator, not a city builder.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, so the point is you'd have to run multiple cities just to get money for one or something, I'm not... I'm a little confused at how well it's
1: like you could no longer invest all of your playtime in one little town in hopes of it one day blossoming into a like massive utopia. You literally had to like sort of take into account all of these other areas that were,
2: yeah, yeah. It was like you can't put the sewage plant and the trash dump next to where the people live or the businesses because it smells like trash and sewage.
1: So you'd have to start a new city So you'd have to start a new part of the city
2: dedicated to like Lower income houses that don't care as much about the smell, and then you basically had to like have your Manhattan, your Queens, yeah, yeah that's Brooklyn. a good metaphor actually. Like instead of just building a New York City, you had to build boroughs essentially. Like, yeah, that's, that's
1: a, I think that's a good
0: well, it way. Of that seems it. like not how the game was originally. I'm like I said, I don't, I'm not sure, but that's no, not how no. I thought the game was. That's, that's, yeah. Well, that's how the game was.
2: You could like there were factors like that that came into play, of, but it was like, all shared in one. But it was all lunch. shared in one yeah. thing instead of having to back out to a menu and go to the second city to, to adjust something there. Oh! Yes, yeah. and the
1: menus weren't exactly seamless, especially yeah. when we'll get into the how their servers mm-hmm. ran. But nothing about it felt directly tied to the user anymore. Even the changes with how roads were constructed made almost every layout of structures to appear the same. See, now each of the types of zones, residential, commercial, and industrial, were no longer to be divided into density categories. Instead, the density of the road next to them would determine the exact building category that would be created there. It didn't help that certain structures couldn't be rotated either, not to mention the lack of previously vital options like terraforming were removed. These new focuses on streamlining the game would simultaneously take away much of the freedom of expression that all the Sim games were most well-known
0: for. Yeah, what the fuck is that? You can't railroad a game like this. The whole backseat concept is that it's for your own creative endeavors. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: So, like... Rather than the endgame of running a sweeping metropolis capable of sustaining everything, players were pressured to be mayors of small, specialized cities that prioritize certain industries, like Austin said. Manufacturing of goods, commercial tourism, education, and waste management. They may have like distinct appearances, simulation behaviors, and economic strategies between them, But it was only between them. And so not only did this foundation ruin the creativity of having something personal with your quote unquote city, but this meant your entire society could crumble based purely on what folks were doing online next to you. Everything from the routing of water and sewage to power and traffic were all controlled by its need to harmonize with every district surrounding it. A beautiful thought in real life, though not the least bit fun or dependable in a video game. (laughs) Mechanics here felt like an obligatory responsibility and not an engaging venture.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was easy enough to dick someone over deliberately in SimCity 2013, but now all it took for your hard work to accidentally fall apart was maybe a buddy of yours being too busy to log on for a couple days as literally everyone was forced into this economic system, whether they liked it or not.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was like, it's a bad... (laughs) It's a a good system in theory. It's like five of us are going to get together and we're going to build five parts of a city and run it together. It's like, imagine being the friend in that that gets trapped with the trash town that deals with all the trash and sewage.
1: <laughs> and I believe similar to, you know, the... I'm kind of into the <laughs> <on> the trash. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. And then similar to Animal Crossing as well, I think that the game would sort of continue to kind of like play itself when you weren't yeah. like currently being active in it. Yeah. But like this simulated global economy was the game. Prices of key items like oil or food could fluctuate depending on the game's world supply and demand. Overproducing some resources could drive costs down, while things with more scarcity on the overall map, by no fault of your own, would be more expensive. So... What a great time.
2: <laughs> oh, Steve. Just like real life, you gotta hope you hit the oil. <laughs>
1: yeah, right? So, like, it's tough to even say where these radical choices and direction came from. Some outlets pointed out the rise in mobile and casual browser games of the era, like comparing it to certain Facebook apps and things of the like, while others just rightfully assumed that EA wanted a new popular platform to oversee, something The Sims entries didn't like really super fuck with. You mm-hmm. know, like their fans kind of ran that scene, not EA. Mm-hmm. like um regardless of these first reactions though it was still a beta many people and myself probably thought hey this seems a bit limiting so far but i'm sure the full release will be bigger and more open to what's possible it has to be it's fucking SimCity. Austin shaking his head no the idea of teaming <laughs> up together to unlock huge achievements in what your network could show off to other lesser communities was still kind of cool like you could all like collaborate and make like a space station or something and stuff like that
2: if i can't build a city That has more rich citizens than you, then is it even fun? (laughs) It's a question you got to ask yourself.
1: And it still looked gorgeous, sounded great, not to mention there wasn't much comparable in terms of the genre at the time. Plus, it's Electronic Arts. They got the cash to keep things going as a service here. They can add content, switch things around per the data they collect, direct control of power lines and water pipes could return. But their reputation at this point wasn't the highest post-Dragon Age 2 and Mass Effect 3's controversial ending. But they
0: had to... Dragon w- Age 2? <laughs> what a game.
1: But they had to want a win again bad. And producing a follow-up like this was more of a love letter from the beginning anyway, even if these are the fucking online past people. But nonetheless development trucked on more press outlets and interviews also began to pop up explaining perhaps in response to many complaints that regions can alternatively be set to private switching the game to more of a single player solo mode thank god however it did still require the user to be logged on to ea's origin service
0: whenever they mention something like that it's really just to be like It's the option, but we added it as an afterthought.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, in order to launch and play the game, like, regardless of modes, you still, like, of course needed an active internet connection at all times. and it's like like
2: I said, even if you were playing multiplayer and you wanted to make everything yourself, the region was private, but there were still multiple cities within the region. You had to set them all up yourself. Yeah. Which is, like, for me, as a stupid person... Moronic. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's how I would describe myself. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> for me. You're it's, welcome. Yeah, for me as a stupid person, like it doesn't. I'm too dumb for SimCity, and they simplified a lot of stuff. But then that just like put it over the edge of like I don't have the mental capacity to remember which city has which thing and like all this stuff. Yeah, it's like way I more I think shit. It's also, why I
0: don't it's like it's way games. more I'm shit too to manage. For yeah,
1: <laughs> it's funny because like. I'm not the smartest person by any means, but I was able to maintain that balance, like, juggle those plates. Brag about it. Dude. I don't think I can yeah, anymore, no, but, though, yeah. you know? Like, it, it's th- there was a time... I mean,
0: did you play City Skylines?
1: I did, yeah, and which will be kind of like a good bookend of the story when we get there with City Skylines, yeah. but I think even by then I moved away from that style of game, uh-huh. but I still have, like, a lot of love and attachment to, like, SimCity and the Sim games. Like, you can call it nostalgia, but they were wonderfully, like like
2: built and programmed like
1: oh yeah yeah, and, yeah. Uh, not that any of us are no, denying that there. by
2: any means but i had a lot of fun but with there was something the about SimCity it reboot I know server we make... issues with standing. yeah which we haven't we
1: haven't gotten into um, yet
2: but once i got to the point where they're just like all right time to set up like a bigger trash dump and they were like well it's not gonna fit here you gotta make another city i was like all right well i'll just play another game
1: <laughs> it's funny because we we make a lot of jokes about
0: Guess i'll go try out dragon <laughs> age 2 we, we make a oh, lot of rough. jokes
1: about these games being boring but
2: there was something about it that it just like it's not boring it's boring on paper yeah it's one of those games where you're just like oh man i can't wait to get home and play sim city and someone's like oh well i never heard of it what's that about And you're like well hearing me out <laughs> you build like a town it's like animal Crossing. yeah like, i was about to say that too they both tackle the carrot very well catch bugs like, and fish and yeah. then like talk to villagers and like you have to plant trees and flowers and stuff and you're just like Or like Harvest Moon, like, you know, I gotta go harvest my fucking carrots, and someone's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) And then you're like, no, 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 I swear, I I swear it's fun
1: it's funny it, you mentioned those XCOM games to like somebody? the shot yeah. was still killing it like, oh, well, yeah.
0: at least XCOM you're like I'm fighting aliens <laughs> like, but I would say, oh you know all the excitement of a sci-fi alien battle with advanced technology now picture that but one step at a time <laughs> <Yeah>. so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the online stuff by the way remember 2013 doesn't feel like all that long ago but it was a very Three, different seven, world
2: 400 years ago <laughs> yeah.
1: but, it, but it was a very different world back then for like this sort of like always be online
2: That was one Trump winning the election and coronavirus away. feels like 300
0: years but it was That's two destinies ago it, it's oh, sort of Jesus. like
1: stories breaking down the always online component of the Xbox 1 were like dominating gaming news cycles like in
0: I know it was a really big th- thing which then. is funny like despite
1: that being the direction that the entire industry and every other industry was aggressively heading in anyway
0: I know it's like Netflix
1: yeah. didn't need to end like does Netflix still do shipping out Blu-rays and stuff I think so I last think time they I they talked do. to my
0: mother she she still got DVDs from Netflix.
1: Wow. But imagine yeah. how pissed everybody would have gotten if in like 2008 when everybody started like streaming Netflix that they were like, we're going to end our mail order stuff. Like it, it's like, are you talking about
2: preemptively when they tried to do that and people flipped out? Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. When did they try and do yeah. that? Yeah. Because yeah, uh, you probably get God, way less it, pushback now than. What was it called? Flickster? No, that's a thing. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> Netflix tried to spin the DVD part of it off into a separate business and they were going to do games too, which I was actually excited about. Okay. But then everybody's like, "Fuck you talking about. I can't get DVDs anymore." And then like they axed it completely. And wow. then I think yeah, it's and then I think they quietly did it later when like because I think they still offer DVDs, but I think it's a separate service, and I think they quietly did yeah. it later when no one gave a shit about DVDs. Well, that's anymore. that's what I
1: mean. Like, it's funny when you think about how it's like you don't need to force these limitations on anyone. The market is naturally going to evolve yeah, that way. Culture will. Yeah, like they'll and take care because
0: of it. the other story we're doing right now, the Half-Life one, there's a big part of that that we're gonna talk about where whether or not people had high-speed broadband connections was wow. a big deal <laughs> and how people were feeling weird about it and whether or not it was gonna progress. That way, and you're like in retrospect, like, what the fuck do you mean? (laughs) Of course, everybody was about to have broadband. That's funny.
1: Well, it's like the controversy around the story is about this aspect of always needing this connection, but like, so many games now are built that way, and no one cares because like we're always online, like, you know, like, but it's just fucking like seven years ago is like might as well be the fucking 90s with like the way that people reacted to this.
2: Quickster. Quickster. That's an even worse name. It was Q W I K S T E R. That was the name of the Missed
1: Opportunity to throw an X in there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That was when Sean steps in and says Quickster, drop the Q. Just call it Wixter. <laughs> Wixter. <laughs> By the way, when we made that joke in Miss Pac-Man, I think it was, I said that Aaron Sorkin made the Facebook movie. He's not who made the Facebook no, movie. No, he wrote it, the it's, book,
1: it's, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't no, think he wrote the book Did he, he wrote the screenplay. Oh, he
1: translated the screenplay.
0: Yeah. Are, did, are you sure? Wait, I, it's David, David Fincher movie. Yeah,
2: Aaron Sorkin wrote the screenplay.
1: Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't it based off uh, a book of like a... Similar name, if not the yeah. same name?
0: Something like that. I just wanted okay. to correct myself if I was wrong. Like, That's fair. I was watching Seven, and I, I was like, yeah, Kevin Spacey's at the end. It's okay to watch it. Uh, yeah. And yep. then I was just like, "I was like, Wait, He's also a, a serial Dindy. murderer
1: in that movie, so yeah, it's yeah, okay yeah. that he's a monster <laughs> like he is in real life. Or playing one <laughs> like he is in real life. But Aaron Sorkin's also a just a published writer. Like, didn't he write Choke? Yeah,
0: no, that's Chuck Palahniuk. Chuck Palahniuk wrote Oh, uh,
1: did he adapted the screenplay for that? Maybe, maybe not.
0: Uh, Who? David Fincher? This is no, no, not this David is Fincher. Hot did... movie.
2: <laughs> Aaron Sorkin did The West Wing, and he also did Newsroom. Oh, uh, yeah, I know he did. And he Newsroom. did Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip, or whatever that was show was called. Okay. Either
1: way, representatives did assure that the connection is asynchronous, meaning any brief network disturbances shouldn't interrupt gameplay. Sorry, I just jumped right in. Although, Steven Totillo from Kotaku did report that outages of longer than 19 minutes would cause a total loss of game state. Better watch out, Comcast (laughs)
0: customers. What the fuck kind of statistic is that? (laughs) Be careful. If anything goes wrong for under 20 minutes, all your hard work is gone.
1: (laughs) All right. So what do you guys say we jump ahead now to release day?
2: Wait, we didn't hit release day yet.
1: (laughs) That was all the beta? (laughs) Don't worry. That was the... Oh, no. March 5th, 2013, $60. Oh, man. So I don't know how much of this that you guys, like, actively remember, but this may have been the absolute worst launch of any game, like, any video game product that I have ever seen. And that includes Assassin's Creed Unity and the Master Chief Collection dropping the same night. Because you could still technically play those by yourself. But for lack of a better phrase, this this shit was a fucking
2: mess. (laughs) I remember I was in college and I stayed up all night doing homework. And then I remember that was the day SimCity 2013 came out. And it was like right towards the end of my college. So I was like senioritis or whatever. Sure. And I was just sitting there and I was like, I could go to sleep or I could try to play SimCity. And I remember instead of just sleeping like I should have, I tried (laughs) to play SimCity for like Two hours. I was going to say, how'd that work out for you? didn't work at all. I remember just sitting there and being That's why Austin never
0: finished college. And that's why he's doing this podcast from the dumpster by where he used to live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe I was working at Home Depot. In 2013. Wait, you worked at Home Depot? For like six months, I was a temp. <laughs> they just needed somebody to help them lift mulch for like <laughs> the spring summer season. That's fine. And I was like, I, fuck it, I'll do that. Yeah. It was the tannest and most fit I've ever been in my life.
1: <laughs> Good workout regimen. Just. Car- Absolutely, listen, bags of mulch for yeah. six,
0: seven hours a day, yeah.
1: <laughs> now, us here in North America, we may have actually had it worse than anywhere. I mean, for starters... Sounds about right. <laughs> well, no, <laughs>
2: the history.
1: I I meant specifically for this. Nobody who bought it could play it. The high volume of people attempting to download and connect to the game's persistent service called massive network outages to the server. With few users being able to log in at all, those that did manage to get through were also experiencing a barrage of issues. Freezing, hitching, long as fuck load times, disconnection errors, full crashing, and of course loss of save data, like I mentioned before. And it wasn't just ordinary people like us going through this, it was everyone critics included even website polygon decided to pull their the radical move of changing the game's original 9.5 out of 10 score one of the very few positive reviews out there for this thing by deducting points for every day that they could no longer access it. <laughs> That's harsh. Eventually bringing the number down to a much lower rating. Most of the other scores from outlets were fairly middling, and a SimCity entry receiving a bunch of twos and fours was completely unheard of for something bearing the name. The bad word of mouth was out there, and EA was taking notice. Also, I should mention here that the embargo for reviews was only a few hours before release, so many fans at this point had already invested and were pretty pissed. The 2.2 user (laughs) score on Metacritic reflects that. so basically this thing was on fire <laughs> this was beyond diablo 3 levels of a poor launch like a full day would pass with almost no one being able to get past the title screen and then literally less than 24 hours before the game going quote unquote live the first statements regarding the issues began to pour in from the developer as well as the publisher ea was first stating that additional servers were going to be quickly added to deal with the load and a patch was incoming too Except the update wasn't really designed to eradicate the problems at hand, but more to just fully remove some of the systems for the time being that were causing trouble. Stuff like leaderboards, achievements, and region filters.
0: Just what I want in my SimCity experience, leaderboards.
1: (laughs) How much better my city city
0: than other city?
1: Austin said, you gotta be the rich city. You can make fun of the poor cities all the way at the bottom of the leaderboard. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Although, another one of these non-critical gameplay features, according to them, was a little-known thing to many SimCity enthusiasts.
2: This is what I was waiting for, I As think. Cheetah Speed. Hell yeah. Austin, would you care I to explain so this one? I was so pissed when they took this out. <laughs> so, well, what was it? Okay, what was this middle one? Shit. Because I only remember it was like a turtle and it then a It was a, a turtle
1: and then a bunny, I a think. A bunny, yeah. okay. That was rabbit yeah, speed so, was the second one.
2: So SimCity obviously being a simulation, you have to wait for things to happen, just like any simulation. Yeah, It's simulating it in real time. The Sims was the same way. But there's a lot of downtime in that waiting and in that simulation. So they had a speed thing, and you could do normal speed. Two times normal speed, which was the bunny, and three times normal speed, which was the cheetah. And obviously, if you're a real gamer, you (laughs) play the entire game on cheetah speed because you don't have time to wait for shit. Fuck yeah. (laughs) And the problem is when you make your game always online and tie the simulation to a server and everybody plays the game on cheetah speed and this everybody's simulation is running three times as fast, the servers can't handle it. But as a, like a City player, Cheetah Speed is essential because yeah. you yeah. absolutely ruin the pace of the game if you take that option out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so with users still very much annoyed, if not more than that, the next night on the 7th, the game's launch day in Europe, Australia, and Japan, Max's would put out their official response. I do have it here, but it's mostly what you would expect. It was from their general manager, Lucy Bradshaw. To sum it up, it was just them saying that they knew shit was fucked up and that they pretty much repeated what EA said with how they were going to, like, adding more servers by the incoming weekend that would fix everything. This all, along with gloating about how many cities players had made already, naturally both Twitter and Reddit were fairly fuming with uh, negative feedback to these promises. What? No. (laughs) Electronic Arts obviously being at the center of frustrations. However, retailers began to get their share of hate as well. A day later, on March 8th, which is going to be a busy day for this game, Amazon.com began to temporarily withdraw SimCity codes from being purchased on their store page due to the overwhelming customer complaints. And it only got worse right after this when EA announced that they would be suspending all of their marketing for the title, but also not be offering refunds under any circumstance. <laughs> <Hooray>.
0: <laughs> Why they gonna stop marketing it? Why it's a bold move and then say no refunds? <laughs> yeah, we're right. giving up on this game. Also, nobody gets their money (laughs) back. (laughs) Goodbye!
2: So I brought up the Polygon review for SimCity, it's very interesting. (laughs) So yeah, I'm not going to read the whole review, but they started off at 9.5, Yeah, and then here's update one. Many (laughs) worried today's launch of SimCity has brought a number of server woes and instability with it. Some players are unable to connect to EA servers. Our own reviewer Russ Pitts has suffered disconnection sessions this afternoon that resulted in lost progress, corrupted avenue placement, and even twin monster attacks. After speaking speaking with Russ and Polygon Managing Editor Justin McElroy, we are in agreement that the current state of SimCity merits an update to the game's score on Polygon. Mm -hmm. And that was from Arthur Geese, 9.5 turned to an 8. Update 2. Okay, so that was the day after the game launched. Okay, Update 2 is very long. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll read the beginning. Question of whether or not EA would be able to support a large enthusiastic audience for SimCity with a robust server system has been answered with a resounding no, at least for the time being. Given the current horrendous state of both accessibility and playability and acknowledging the fact that even drastic changes EA has made to the game and its attempts to address them haven't worked, it's hard to continue to recommend SimCity. The experience currently on offer is now significantly altered from what we reviewed, and there is simply no guarantee that existing server issues will go away, nor what further changes may be made to the game in order to address them to take away features. And that's a four. Woof. Holy shit. That was shit. three days after the game wow, launched, so it went down to a wild. four.
1: Yeah, because they must have been playing it before everybody yeah. got online. Yeah, and sure. Then, yeah. yeah.
2: And then we have review update one month after launch. Okay, yeah, which we'll get into these patches. SimCity has largely overcome the crippling server instability that plagued the game at launch, but not without some trade-offs. And I won't go over what they added and what they didn't, because you're going to get into it.
1: But didn't they end on like a 6 or 6.5? Yeah. Okay.
2: While the server updates have improved the game, made it at least playable, the inability to bypass huge chunks of time, in which absolutely nothing happens in your city, means boredom creeps in a lot sooner and a lot more frequently than when we first reviewed it. Yeah. Considering considerably lessening the Fun, 6.5. Woof. And that is the last that they updated it. Yeah.
1: So by the 8th, the game was also now out in the UK, exacerbating the login issues even further. Senior producer Kip Castorellis spoke up the same afternoon about how the game's servers were constantly at maximum capacity, but again reiterating the plan of bringing in more until they had enough to meet demand.
0: They came out in Australia, too, and their internet runs backwards, so that makes it (laughs) even harder. Yeah, <laughs> just like their the toilets. Going. No, that's a myth, Randall. That's a myth. Oh it's man, just the internet Simpsons So right interesting,
2: man. interesting thing for those of you that don't know. Which, if you're playing video games, you probably should or probably do know. But when you play an online game, there's that little number next to your name, usually ping yeah that is how many milliseconds it takes for your information to reach the server and for the server's information to reach you and
1: sometimes they simplify it to like a three color system of green yeah sure like little cell
2: phone bars or whatever if i'm not mistaken because i saw a little bit about it in the polygon review too right i think when they launched in europe they had like two servers set up in the u.s and like one set up for all of europe or something or not servers but like server farms or whatever And the thing about that, if you don't know, is that Internet is a series of cables. (laughs) And the longer the cable is from you to the server, the longer it takes for that information to reach. It's like a truck. I think eventually they might have got around to setting up more servers yeah. all around Europe and more servers all around America to reduce okay. load and also reduce communication errors and ping time and stuff like that. But yeah, Makes sense.
1: So that afternoon, an article on Games as a Service posted through Rock Paper Shotgun by Nathan Grayson would go viral. In the piece, he addresses the entire situation as being completely unacceptable. Further stating that even if they're properly doing everything they can to fix things, it's still Damages the whole idea of service games in a grander sense while also lamenting the fact that a game publisher of even this size had not learned from previous failures.
0: And this game should have had a fucking game service to begin with, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: But it's funny, like, a lot has happened since 2013, right? Like, if only you knew the future of how much games as a platform would take over and how disasters would still remain a constant.
2: Well, so. I- yeah. I'm totally
1: with them, though, about how companies just reacting isn't good enough anymore. Of course it's also like it's never that simple either. Like
2: the problem is games as a service is a weird catch-all term. Yeah. Right? Because games as a service to me means something that wants to keep getting money out of me after I pay. It yeah. For
1: that that's kind of
2: And I think SimCity did have DLC, but always online It wasn't yeah, it wasn't is different than games as a Service. Micro Always or online anything. is usually like we made the game better Because now we're able to provide all these features because you always have to be connected to the internet when reality, they're like, we don't want you to pirate
0: the damn thing. Right. Yeah. That's what always online means. And it's it's like, it's mostly used as like a cheap anti piracy thing. I mean,
1: piracy in games was much bigger back then than I think it is now.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Piracy in games, I'm pretty sure I actually mentioned this on Hot Button, but I read somewhere that illegally downloading things in general is like not something younger people do nowadays. Like, it's.
1: It's funny because it's very easy. (laughs) Like, I, I know. Yeah. It's
0: still just as easy as it is when we were younger. Right, really? But, like, I remember fucking illegally downloading shit all the time. That's true. Like, And apparently, like...
1: We grew up with, like, all of those Kazaa and Napster and yeah. fucking... I think
0: it might have been just, like, a those. It's funny, because Fair arguably sure. it's better than it's ever been. Like, hypothetically, I know a guy... He has a podcast with three of his friends. They talk about video games. He's always making Mario jokes. Just hypothetically, I know that guy. He may have pirated a game recently, incredibly easily, and it was just insane how easy it was to get a modern game within two hours. That's wild
1: to me. I mean, I don't really pirate games. Not that I'm even huge into like emulators and ROMs, but I think that's much more about preservation, like games that, that don't. Is get much more
0: really, about preservation. Yeah, I am really very so anti-piracy it. for games. You like it takes. I, I like supporting. Developer. Sure. Yeah, yeah I yeah. will
2: pay for a game if you give me a way to pay for it. Yeah. If it's an yeah. old game and I have to go on eBay and give somebody a hundred odd dollars to play a yeah. game that I used to play when I was a kid, fuck you! All download an emulator. But like, and it, yeah. it's
1: a shame because demos and like renting a game are not much of a thing anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's
0: and no, we're that's the thing. And this was strictly, bu- bu- This was strictly. I was like, do I want to pay sixty dollars for this game? I don't know. Let me try it out. And yeah. I played it for like two hours, and I was like, you know what? I don't like it. I'm glad I didn't pay sixty dollars for it just to try it out. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of glad I pirated it. It's funny, oh, not me. I'm kind of glad that guy no no <laughs> I was going think... to say your friend pirated. <laughs>
1: What's funny is like, I don't even think torrenting went back really up again until recently. Like for a while, it really died out. And it's like, I use LimeWire a lot for music and stuff when I was younger. And it's like, me and you talk about this, Austin, all the time when we watch movies. And it's like, if there's an easy way to like rent and stream a movie, we will take it. Yeah. But sometimes that's not always the case. And it's like, well, I'm not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like...
2: if I want to watch a movie movie and it comes out on streaming, then I will pay you your five ninety nine and I will watch the movie. Yeah. yeah. But if it comes out on streaming and the only way to get it is through Xfinity on demand, I'm not getting a cable subscription to watch a goddamn fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah, steal exactly. it.
0: Yeah. If it's like exclusively to some insanely obscure streaming network or yeah. something.
2: <laughs> yeah, and if I want to watch the movie and if it's a movie that's hard to get and I don't really care all that much, I'll just watch another movie. Sure. Yeah, that too. And it, I mean, or if it's a star is born, I'll steal it. <laughs> it goes <laughs> come at me Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, and it goes without saying uh, that yeah. I think we've discussed on here before that one day we want to do an episode about emulation and stuff like that. Like, I know Nintendo very specifically in the of recent course. years has been cracking down on this stuff really hard in kind of a shitty way, because it's like nobody has a bigger legacy than them for games, and they're not giving people a lot of opportunities or avenues to... Like, oh no, God, no. Yeah. It's, They've
0: kind of historically been very guarded over their yeah, games, so. Especially
1: when you think about like old license titles or stuff that will never get out there. And
0: Well, I found out.
2: Fun fact, you know what else was always online that's and it. no longer works? Darkspore.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. So it's just gone forever, <laughs> huh? Gone
2: forever. <laughs> um, what a shame. Yeah, don't buy it if you hear about it first here, like Chris, and are like, man, maybe I'll give it a shot. It doesn't work. Oh, that's
1: like GameStop was still selling copies of Mag like years after that game went offline. That's a, yeah,
2: that's a collector's item. Right, right. <laughs> I forgot. You know, it's it was a massive action game. They couldn't keep the servers up forever. <laughs> Is that, um, <laughs> Max yeah, yeah. I mean, that is what stood for? that
0: is what Mag stood for, yeah. Um, <laughs> God, they didn't they know about Planetside, or they just did that anyway?
1: <laughs> well, PS3 owners didn't really know a lot about Planetside. Zipper Interactive, uh,
2: RIP. Yeah. I got a question. <laughs> okay. You were talking about modding being supported. Yeah. Was it? because modding is always online is also usually means you can't You're right. mod. Multiplayer I think usually was, means you can't mod. I think
1: it was regulated modding. Right. Which the we, Bethesda man Yeah, which we did an entire did episode, an episode of. On yeah, like I think it was very controlled but it was there, technically.
2: Because okay. I'm not big into modding. I think I said that on the Skyrim yeah. mods episode. So I didn't try to mod SimCity at all.
1: There were people that did, which I will get into and why that's so... Uh, <laughs>
2: the last PC game I ever modded, and probably the only PC game I modded in the past decade was so when I downloaded the mod, so that the monster wouldn't come after
1: me. <laughs> hey, it made that uh, better. It made it a better game. Uh,
0: I think yeah. I downloaded a mod. The last game, the writing I in that was is
1: masterful. But
0: I downloaded a FTL mod that took away the encroaching fleet, so you could just have like infinite, oh, potentially like time... <laughs> infinite turns. <Yeah.
1: laughs> so with all this, Bradshaw came back with another blog update. She reported that the connection problems had improved and that server space had been expanded, but still acknowledged. Ign- that there were users still suffering stability problems. She also attempted to explain the reason for the botched release as well. So what went wrong, she said? The short answer is, a lot more people logged on than we expected. More people played and played in ways we never saw in the beta. She then stated...
0: What, like cheetah speed? <laughs> yeah. She then stated that... <laughs> bullshit! Yeah. I love oh, bullshit! <laughs> I agree.
1: She then stated that errors had now dropped by 80%.
2: 80% of a couple million is still a lot. Yeah. Continue I mean, 20% of a couple million.
1: It it reminds you of the Master Chief collection, though, when they're just like every day, they're like, it's 35% better. I don't know. Continuing on after that. (laughs) You might
2: not be able to get into a game, but somebody out there is having fun. (laughs) We assure you. It's not you, but (laughs) it's not you, but somebody is.
1: Continuing on after that to echo one last time that the team will keep their promise of amending everything else for everyone else in the weekend update. (laughs) But what good would that be without a little bribe, right? Here it was announced at an offer of one free game from EA's wonderful catalog for the swindled-feeling SimCity buyers out there. She wrote, quote, I know it's a little contrived, kind of like buying a present for a friend after you did something crummy, but we feel bad about what happened. We're hoping you won't stay mad and that we'll be friends again when SimCity is running at 100%. And so thus brought us the compensation for all Origin users who purchased and registered the game before the cutoff of March 23rd to choose a game for free from the following small list, ironically starting with SimCity 4. The other options also <laughs> included Battlefield 3, Dead Space 3, Mass Effect 3, and the Need for Speed Most Wanted remake.
0: Did uh, wow, there's only like one game worth. I was gonna to
1: say, what would you guys take? I
2: took Battlefield 3. Okay, yeah, Battlefield 3 is the I, only I, game I worth the I had day
1: Battlefield 3 already, but <laughs> Wait, I should. Did I? I should also say say that I was not involved in the fiasco of this shit. I guess you were, Austin. I stopped at the second beta and then just kind of watched the fire.
2: Oh, I bought it. Yeah, I didn't play the beta, so, you, Do you, you not really remember really what game you chose
1: anything. of these? You probably had
2: all these. All right, how are you just now discovering this, <laughs> <laughs> I've always known. I just I've never thought about it. <laughs> I'll go play SimCity 2013 right now.
0: <laughs> I still have it. Another major you fact. Know what? I should have known one day when I had stayed over at your house and I woke up and you were playing the Lord of the Rings card game on your Xbox.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have a problem.
1: <laughs> I mean, you do try every card game. But I get it. Yeah. I don't even try one, but... (laughs) Another major factor to note here is that during all this, Max's did publicly rule out many times that the game would not be possible to be played offline, saying it would take a significant amount of engineering work for it to happen. Except, days later, it was discovered that a line of code could be commented out, allowing the game to easily be played on offline indefinitely. I
2: forgot about that. So, you know, Jeez. whoops. There's your modding for you. <laughs> Good thing they allowed it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, back on the 8th, we have one more big doozy to drop. As it is hot button tradition, what do y'all say we get political?
0: Woo.
1: Love it. <laughs> Well, it seems the ensuing shitstorm angered fans of the series so much that they filed a petition through We the People on the official Lighthouse website, calling Rack. for, quote, industry-wide return policy for video games that rely on remote servers and DRM to function properly.
0: This is added to that fucking news cycle fire of that time period.
1: <laughs> now, we didn't actually get into the DRM stuff that much, but from what I heard, it was pretty damn egregious. Many of the questions around this, just to flash back a little, were brought up the past December when the development team decided to run an AMA on Reddit regarding the title and its practices. Users there were predictably annoyed. Writers from other sites like Kotaku voiced their concerns shortly after this as well, claiming that the game, like most releases now, would one day become completely unplayable due to the standard, something players of the past SimCities never had to deal with. Bradshaw had to once again defend a design choice, this time by referencing the philosophy of shared ecosystems and how cities in the real world don't just live in a bubble but affect each other. It is cute, but these aren't real Nobody cities. Nobody
0: cares about the real world. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to play fucking SimCity.
1: <laughs> that and her second point was much more interesting. She noted that the game's performance was greatly benefited due in part to EA's server hardware in assisting the engine to handle all those gameplay calculations. Of course... This rhetoric would change as soon as Rock Paper Shotgun found out that the cloud resources were not at all used with computation, but to simply support the social media aspect of the mechanics. Which, yeah, of course. (laughs) Anyway, DRM, Austin. Not to put you on the spot, but did you maybe want to give us a short kind of rundown on what DRM is and its controversial use in games?
0: You do a short hot button episode in the of preparation. this preparation. <laughs>
1: You're a smart guy.
2: Very short. DRM stands for Digital Rights Management. Yes. And basically, through very complicated algorithms and encrypted shit that would take me a lot of research to actually get into because i'm not that smart as i said earlier basically that's not true they check a server to make sure that you should be able to access the game. Well, now, with the online shit. Before, it was like some weird, complicated code stuff. But check a server, make sure you should be able to access the game. Then the server responds, yep, you're good. And then you get into it. If you pirate it and the server's like, I don't have a record of that person buying the game, then you can't play it. And if in rare occasion, and by rare, I mean way too frequently, (laughs) sometimes the server will be like... I don't think that person should be able to play it and then they stop you from playing it or in the case of some games they make it so that Batman doesn't have a cape anymore or whatever
1: (laughs) that was pretty good (laughs) or or that you're always drunk in GTA 4 you're always drunk
0: in GTA 4 you can't drive yeah and then yeah I actually just read a little cool thing that had like the best things. things the DRM does to stop you. <laughs> yeah, there's some good stuff on there. I Or pirating, rather. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there
1: was some music rhythm game on DS where they replaced all the music with Vuvuzuelas. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, but there you have it. Also, the rise in these arguments, along with the petition, were soon covered by mainstream news organizations, with places like NBC having to hilariously try and dissect what any of it means through their, Ugh. like, I don't know, two tech people that work on staff.
0: It's always the worst when that happens. I know.
1: Maybe it's a but I'm just curious what that coverage actually looked like I couldn't find much in terms of video
0: yeah video games or some weird culture they don't know these people dress up as animals (laughs) and go to conventions I know what's the deal with that what's the
1: the Fox News uh, report on Anonymous and 4chan it's Oh, that video is legendary, but I couldn't oh, find yeah. much video footage of these. But that, and I'm sure, aside from some noble intentions, that the petition of, I think it was around 40,000 signatures just went right into some junk inbox there. Same with the second <laughs> one that was started, too, with the latter asking for the Obama administration to get involved. Sadly, they must have missed this one, and shitty consumer practices would, of course, live on to never change another day. Not that something as silly as a poor SimCity title could ever have led that fight.
0: Uh, thank, All I had to do was order Obama. one drone strike on the <laughs> EA headquarters.
2: You guys remember that meme? Thanks, Obama. Thanks,
0: Obama. This
2: has been your Dead Meme Minute. <laughs> brought to you by... It's a Dead Meme Minute by Austin Blakesley. <laughs> Curves, crisp, and tasty potato chips that I was eating at the break.
1: So a couple days go by, pockets of people are able to log in and finally work on their cities. Although then a few other notable insights then come into light. The funniest being that the new glass box engine would break certain in-game systems such as traffic patterns. Apparently the citizens of your isolated society didn't have Google Maps yet, and would take the shortest possible route to travel rather than the ones with the most open capacity. Even the Sims themselves were not capable of living persistent lives here, but would instead simply go to the nearest available workplace for their jobs, and then the nearest available house upon leaving. The emergency response AI was jacked when trying to follow these in-game laws as well. Fire trucks would race by buildings that were up in flames, ambulances would gather together trying to all save one person, police cars would endlessly get stuck driving around in circles. As fucking hilarious as all of this is to picture, it definitely made a lot of the mad mechanics very broken.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Doom Eternal of SimCity games. <laughs> my
1: this all while now only being free to experience the game at the lower speeds, making traffic jams practically feel as if they were happening in real time. You either couldn't play SimCity at all or it was a damn grind. Oh my
2: god. I that... might say gridlock. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That and even the stats felt wildly inconsistent, with menus appearing to be constantly lying about population size and available work for all of your trapped citizens and your trapped self. So let's get into those patch downloads a little bit. Not including the one created by modders that enabled offline play and full access to debug developer tools. (laughs) Actually, change of plans. Rather than getting like majorly into the nitty gritty, let's just say by one month after it's launch, 30 days, that Maxis had put out eight official patches to try and clean up the damage. Much more rare back then than now. All these updates targeted everything from your basic crashing and it, game save glitches to smaller issues like the traffic intelligence problems. The report, yeah. the report back from users, they were kind of working. Some players' experiences were slightly improving while others continued to run into the same errors as before.
0: Who are the 14 people still playing this game that <laughs> giving <them> feedback <laughs> to fucking... There's going to be 15 after this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah
1: honestly the only reason the heat was starting to die down was mostly because the cat was already out of the bag the game itself wasn't even particularly what folks wanted causing them to bounce off quick right L- like the retention rate on on this product was mad low which maybe freed up servers yeah that's the do
2: that's the catch 22 with games with shitty launches yeah is there always like getting better. And you're like, it's getting better because 60% of the people that buy your (laughs) game don't play it anymore. Exactly. It was so fucked. Low
1: drop-off of this genre is bad, especially for a SimCity title and especially because way better releases were coming out or were already out.
2: Name one game in 2013 (laughs) that was better.
1: We talked many times on here before (laughs) about how fucking great the year of 2013 was for games. This game launched on the same day as the Tomb Raider reboot. BioShock Infinite was less than a month away, not that there is much crossover there, but this industry is fickle and moves fast.
2: You had all the hits that month. There's <laughs> Tomb Raider reboot, God of War: Ascension. I think that Gears of War Gears of War: Judgment. Yeah. Lego City Undercover. Yeah. BioShock Infinite. Whoa.
1: And then Last of Us was
2: Last of us was in May. May. No, June. You're right, June. Okay. And then GTA V was later that year.
1: Regardless, the patches did not stop there. They were still scrambling hard behind the scenes as their player numbers went lower and lower. By the end of April, though, their big 2.0 update hit, finally improving a better portion of the defects. It was
2: called City (laughs) Skyline.
1: At the same time, EA also fired up a new page on their website where you could track the status of SimCity servers all over the world. I'm not even kidding. Before you you play, you you can hop on there and see if it'll even work first. Just fantastic. I don't think it's online anymore. What in the fuck? (laughs) Then by May, the leaderboards came back. By July, the game added a second fucking region.
0: And then when the leaderboards came back, there were six people.
1: (laughs) By August, the traffic stuff was fixed, along with adding some other gameplay elements that previous titles have had forever, like tunnels and bridges, you know stuff such as that On November 12th, a paid expansion called Cities of Tomorrow landed on shelves and the launcher. This futuristic mega pack added a bunch of shit, but most importantly, goddamn Cheetah Speed had returned. Um, You had to pay for it? Making the game playable for the more devoted audience, or people that just didn't want to grind. Who is the devoted audience?
0: I I can't even (laughs) imagine anyone playing this fucking game at this point. I don't think you had to pay for it,
1: but it was added back with the update of the expansion. Yeah, and I agree. Then here we go. On fucking January 13th, 2014, an offline mode was at last officially released. The game could now be saved locally to your computer, meaning you could reload a goddamn pass save. You couldn't do that before. The cities themselves also became static, so they would no longer operate themselves while you were in another region, Animal Crossing style. And... Nobody cares. SimCity 2013 was out for almost a year at this point. The fans had moved on. Those with Simulation Fever were deep into other titles. Minecraft, Terraria, whatever. And also, yeah, I can't believe I didn't mention that save thing before. Like, why would you play with disasters on if you can't? So bad. Yeah. Plus, the word of mouth around this thing was so toxic, not just in the actual reviews, but in press, both in consumer and mainstream, that the battle was pretty much over. And unfortunately, no Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn or No Man's Sky Next situation was going to rise out of the ashes here. In fact, the name alone really stopped holding value when City Skylines was announced later that summer a once competitor to our series, except now back with a new entry that was everything enthusiasts wanted the first time around with the SimCity reboot here. It was actually kind of funny being you were talking about this, Austin. I literally found quotes with Paradox Interactive and Colossal Order, the studios behind that game, that. So 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 much of their development pipeline changed severely because of the response to this whole fucking thing. Like, it, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like it was so cheeky, but like sad. Like you know, like they saw it up with that game, and they're like, change everything. Like, <laughs>
0: oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, Period which is smart. That game is right up yeah. their fucking alley too. And they finally like,
1: they gave people what they wanted. Like, yeah, like it's. Yeah. By the end of 2014, early 2015, City Skylines was in, and it was all everybody was talking about. All while the long-loved Max's baby was getting its last nail in the coffin. Skylines just ate its reputation and sales lunch. It, of course, wouldn't be a full story, though, until we got into the more depressing part and discussed Electronic Arts' horrible reputation for closing down studios post-buying them.
2: Name 12.
1: So, in typical typical fashion, this whole debacle amongst other lost profit led to Max's tragically joining the big... E.A. Graveyard right there with Westwood, Visceral, Black Box, Pandemic, you name it. The decision being formally announced by Gualame Pierre, the game's lead gameplay scripter in March of 2015. This coming sometime after the change in brand with their Emeryville team. Then later that year, on September 25th, EA announced that in a, quote, organization restructure, the consolidated Maxis staff would continue their work. Just now it was alongside the EA Mobile division that Austin brought up earlier. The execs assured that future PC releases were still to come, but there hasn't been... You know, really much of that at the time of this writing. That an EA worldwide now owns all of them, Bioware too. Meanwhile, SimCity is technically still out there and playable. Before I jump into the end, Austin, did you want to say what you wanted to say about the Sims for?
2: Well SimCity, it applies to SimCity because here's the thing. Yeah. We've been over this numerous times. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I don't do well with like a crazy amount of systems, at least anymore. No, me neither. Much. And so like when they make attempts to streamline these things i get that it can alienate some of the fans mm-hmm. but it does pull in idiots like me the sims 4 was the right way to do that i think i know a lot of people didn't like the sims 4 but i liked the sims 4 because it was streamlined it was like more stupid and less like involved
1: <laughs> i have not played the sims 4 so i can't
2: say and SimCity was kind of the same way it was just a disaster like if you take that SimCity game with how good it looks And make it so that it has cheetah speed. Right. Make it so that it was never online and the maps were a little bigger. It could have been. Could have gone. yeah. Yeah. Could
1: have been way different. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Granted, those modern sim games are pretty overwrought with DLC and microtransactions, even though it's all optional. But, you know, I don't know how much the modding scene is kind of like pushed into that territory. But I don't. There's a lot of mods for sims. Yeah. Meanwhile, SimCity is technically still out there playable. I mean, if you want it, their promise of larger cities was never added, stating the idea was abandoned upon seeing how much it affected performance. Supposedly, this was the reason for the smaller zones to begin with. Like, I totally get why you would, you know, want a title like this to run well on most systems out there, but come on, you know, just get your stuff optimized. Otherwise, it did go on to sell over 2 million copies worldwide. Not the worst, though also not what EA was looking for when you likely consider its budget and advertising, as well as its previous releases. It almost seemed like the bad PR alone here was enough for the publisher to distance themselves from it and end support. After all... do
0: fucking... EA yeah, do use any excuse. Oh, no. Yeah. I,
1: I'm with you, but this is, like, their reasoning. Like, you know, I yeah, assume yeah. from their perspective, as shitty as it might be. But, yeah, also, like, after all, like, wasn't this another one of the years Electronic Arts won for being the most terrible company in America, somehow beating, like, Citibank and Monsanto and shit? <laughs> so dumb. it was bank of
2: america bank of america oh, yeah but they beat. yeah uh-huh. because the uh the worldwide obesity crisis and treatment of foreign workers and the 2008 financial crisis are not nearly as bad as my video game. As SimCity not being up to snuff.
1: Later retrospectives have quickly pointed at SimCity 2013 as one of the most disappointing games and sequels or reboot whatever of all time. It is often Halo <laughs> Five. It often is referenced and cited in the worst of. 2013, and 2010's lists as well. The botched launch, the shoddy DRM, the forced multiplayer, the design flaws, the restrictions on build area size, the bugs, the frame rate, the loss of data, the constrained resources, the broken artificial intelligence and in-game economy, the lack of past features, it just flat out missed the mark, wholly and completely. Glassbox was never used in another product again. Elsewhere, Will Wright is off building his first new project in over 10 years, a mobile simulation game called Proxy, while the once-beloved SimCity franchise, the series that practically defined an entire genre, takes a long nap. There was a mobile one. (laughs) So I'm going to leave you guys with this. EA still owns the IP. How long do you think before we see another one of these again? like when do they try? Of Course, I mean just calling it SimCity was really
0: shooting themselves in the foot
2: <laughs> Somebody never I played that,
0: but like honestly, I don't I yeah. don't
2: think we'll ever see another one. Somebody never played SimCity Build It, the mobile one that came out after SimCity 2013. Ah <sighs> I must have missed I did I think I think <laughs> of course they'll either, you
0: did I think they'll try to either remaster it some yeah, like the old one or something like that that makes sense or they won't. Ever. They're trying. They'll they're- just make more regular Sims.
1: They're remastering Command and Conquer now, but I don't know if what EA actually has to do
2: with it at all. I mean, they own the IP, right? They probably commissioned it. All right,
1: what do you think will be first: a new SimCity or a new Mass Effect after Andromeda?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think they'll make either of
2: them. Follow. I don't. Follow-up question: What do you think will be first: a new SimCity or Bioware shutting down? BioWare uh, yeah, Byward, for sure, absolutely. <laughs>
1: I didn't like answering that.
2: Nope. <laughs> also, what's Andromeda?
0: Wait, they just put out a <laughs> they, game. They it was, stopped uh, that Mass Effect Three. Oh, Andromeda just put out a game. Anthem. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, that's why.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah,
1: yeah. But
0: that's all, folks.
1: SimCity. City. Go play the old one. Stay away from the- Play well, City
0: it, it, Skylines? Yeah, I was going to say, it's
1: not exactly new anymore, but the new one, the most recent one. But yeah, check out City Skylines if you demand something more modern for your digital urban planning needs. And, and
2: then slowly realize that SimCity is just the worst roller coaster tycoon, and then play Planet Coaster or whatever.
0: <laughs> or Lemonade Stand or whatever the fuck yeah, you're go, talking about. <laughs> go, to your lo- go
2: to your local digital download service and get a copy of Lemonade Tycoon. Is it on phones? <laughs>
1: I know I was, like, a little alone here in the Sim love, but I think we can all still, uh, you know, agree that Max's was a hell of a company and we can pour one out for him, you know?
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I like the Sims games.
1: (laughs) What's funny is a lot of those old games I referenced towards the beginning are, like, hard to play. Like, like I don't even know how well they would run on, like, modern Windows platforms. Like, I own a lot of those old discs, but... I'm surprised that EA is not Wouldn't at this point tried to do like a Yeah, just like run DOSBox or something. DOSBox, but like it would be cool if they all got like a a little bit of an upgrade. Uh, just they're... like port them, punch them up a bit, and they're drop them. A, a
2: lemonade tycoon, even for a dollar. Drop f- them it on the compatibility or... mode. Probably yeah. you could just. Yeah, they do the compatibility mode stuff.
1: But if you like drop that stuff on Steam or something, like the Sim Collection. There was a lemonade tycoon. Even too. if it was just the Sim City <laughs> games with the uh, three two thousand and oh, three thousand, are does. you still? Fucking... <laughs> here's the thing i don't even know what that game looks like that you're talking about but i assume it's like diner dash with a lemonade stand or something
2: no it's worse than that No, check it you could adjust the amount of lemons water and sugar that you put in your lemonade it's it's almost as boring as real life
0: (laughs) it does make me want some lemonade though yeah (laughs) she didn't tell me it had such an amazing cover (laughs) are <laughs> you, know, you looking up lemonade stand? Lemonade Tycoon 2's cover looks like you know, it's, it's almost scarier than the Sweet Tooth character model. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> That's terrifying. From Twisted Metal. God damn it. If Twisted Metal existed nowadays, the <laughs> Lemonade Tycoon 2 would be <laughs> one of the skins. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right. By the way, I guess we also should say that simulation games in general are still fucking mad popular. There's uh-huh. all ones where you're managing jails, hospitals.
2: Yeah, check out everything. Like, like I said, Planet Coaster, City Skylines. Parkitect is another roller coaster. Roller
1: Coaster Tycoon One was on sale Um, recently on Steam for like two bucks, and I just rebought it again and ended up sinking just like Mm -hmm. entire days. Tycoons
0: on Game Pass, so goddamn good. What's that
1: one? I never played Zoo Tycoon. Two
0: Point Hospital. Yeah, yeah, that
1: was what I was thinking of.
0: There's an incredibly boring game that just came out. That's another life sim that everybody's playing.
2: What well, what are you talking about? I was just talking about Animal Crossing. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, that's more of a capitalism sim. You never win, you just lose more money. Do
1: you guys want us to get downvoted on iTunes? You can't you can't talk shit on Animal Crossing. I play
2: on a lot of I Animal know, Crossing. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, thank you guys as well. I know that that went a little longer than I think I meant to. That's fine. It was was fun.
2: If you like what you heard and you're stuck inside like the rest of the world, (laughs) check out our website, hotbuttoncast.com. We got... Over sixty episodes now. Yeah. Topics ranging all across the spectrum from EA fucking up to Bethesda fucking up. We to talk Rock about Rockstar fucking we up. We talk about boobs. We talk about guns. We talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. We've referenced we referenced quite a bit of the, those the episodes Steam, today. Yeah. The Steam mod episode today. Yes. Um, yeah. There's also our first episode, which is all about the 30th Studios which gets EA involved with Kingdoms of Ambulance Reckoning.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And speaking of Steam, by the way, we are currently in the middle of our Steam series. Right, that, that'll be yeah. back
2: in two weeks, so <laughs> keep an eye out for that. You can find links to iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. There's also a billion other podcast services. I'm pretty sure we're on all of them, although it's impossible to check. But I just recently found out that there are some podcasts that are exclusive to services, which is horseshit. Yeah, that's becoming a big yeah, thing Yeah, We are not, because of no corporate ownership here, people. <laughs> We're all independent, (laughs) and
0: none of us have any money, so uh, (laughs) like and subscribe. Now, don't get us wrong. If somebody wants to pay us to go to an independent that service, we'll drop yeah. our values immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: currently waiting on unemployment, so if please. Somebody, yeah. If somebody
0: offered
2: Sign me an exclusivity deal to screw you guys over, I would take it in a heartbeat. <laughs> but uh, for right now, I'm able to confidently say that I have not sold out yet. We have not sold out yet. But we will. Don't get us wrong. There's don't get us wrong. Sell out we given absolutely, the absolutely, first chance we get, even if the deal is shitty, we will sell out immediately. Um, <laughs> You can also find links to our socials. It's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hot Button Cast. We post clips every week. Giving you a little preview of the episode, and you'll be able to hear what our topics are about. Also, go on iTunes and give us a rating on there, because that helps a lot with the iTunes charts.
1: Now, I just have the music from SimCity 3000 stuck. I don't want to
2: keep bringing it up, but we're still working on video stuff. Obviously, the modern times have made that a little difficult, but um, yeah,
1: we'll get back yeah. to it as soon as we can.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna sell out and for play so Legend
1: Shadowfall. Wait, what's that game called? <laughs> Raidle Raidle- yeah, I don't
2: know. <laughs> Killzone Shadowfall is what you were thinking of. Oh, uh, yeah. like well, Killzone. Shadowfall. Please, that, yeah, that can't. this podcast is sponsored by Killzone Shadowfall, the PS4 launch game. Um, all right, yeah, am done. I'm sorry. Bye. Bye. <laughs>